This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast as we put the finishing touches on Wild Card Weekend with today's two games. Uh, Buffalo, as expected, with a 31-17 win over Pittsburgh. Not as easy as many expected. Uh, I figured the game more one-sided, I have to admit. I thought that Pittsburgh moved the ball better than I thought they would. Now, listen, when Buffalo lined up for that field goal, which I thought was a bad idea considering the conditions, I'm not for leaving teams out at midfield and missing field goals in that spot. I, I, I didn't love it. It got blocked, which was worse. They get a touchdown off it. And instead of the Bills completely dominating the first half, they wind up with the Steelers back in the game. The Steelers actually edged back into the game, but then they got the touchdown that put it away uh, later on, a very good game for Allen. He didn't make the turnovers. The Steelers did. They had the Pickens fumble and then the uh, turnover in the end zone by Rudolph. Uh, those were two very critical plays. Uh, Allen, 21 to 30, 200 yards, three touchdowns. The big run when he f- faked the slide and then went all the way and scored the 52 yard run for a touchdown. Uh, the Bills were comfortable, but let's be honest. They outgained the Steelers just 368 to 324, and they are extremely, extremely banged up as they get ready for next weekend's encounter. Now, um, we would have been stunned, stunned if the uh, Steelers had ever won that game. Nobody expected them to win that game, and they didn't. I went back and forth. It was hard for me to pick Tampa, but I did. I thought Tampa, you had to pick them because I thought Tampa would throw the ball down the field just like everybody else has. I finally had to quit on the Eagles when they lost the Cardinal game. I picked against them with the Giants. I picked the Giants outright last week when they beat them and beat them easy. Uh... I didn't think the Eagles even deserved to be in the playoffs. And I was not a bit surprised by the game tonight. And let's be honest. If the tight end who had a great game tonight out and did not drop a ball, and if Evans did not very atypical for Evans, drop a in-his-hands touchdown, a walk-in touchdown in the first half, that game would have been over before the half. Obviously, it was over right after that, 32 to 9. It wasn't even as close as 32 to 9. They missed Brown, obviously, but here's the thing. The Eagles completely unraveled. They were awful 
against the worst schedule in the league the last six weeks. They were awful on defense. They were the worst defensive team in the league, even worse than Washington. Uh, the move to Patricia was a disaster. And actually, you're wondering now if the move to Patricia and what went on with this team in the last six weeks, and this is hard to say, would actually get Sirianni fired. You know, the Eagles are very quick to make moves. I mean, they got rid of Andy Reid. Now, listen, Andy Reid turned around. He was out of work for two hours, and he's gone on to a dynasty in, in just about in Kansas City where he's looking for his fourth Super Bowl and his third Super Bowl win. And he's won a division title every year, and they've been in the playoffs every year. So it's been brilliant for Kansas City and for Andy Reid. We know that. Sirianni would get a job. The way you look at it is this. Would Sirianni get a job? Yeah, he'd get a job. Would McCarthy automatically get a job? You know, some people said yesterday, oh, if they fire McCarthy, he'd get a job in 10 minutes. I'm not so sure. He'd get as many jobs as you think. He's got the record, but again, what's going on in Dallas to finish seasons has been terrible. And he doesn't have a very good reputation as a game manager. Now, we don't know yet what's going to happen there. As I said to you yesterday, Atlanta wants Belichick. They are moving quickly on Belichick. Does Dallas go after him and try to sweep him away? I don't know. Maybe the Atlanta thing's done. I don't know. Starting to sound like Harbaugh is done with the charges. They were very close. Um, I don't know if there's anything that's going to interfere with Belichick in Atlanta. And I don't know what's going to happen in Dallas. We'll have to wait and watch day by day. I would think you'd hear something within the next 48 hours, maybe even late tomorrow, on what Dallas is figuring on its future. It was a devastating loss for them, there's no question. An absolutely devastating loss. So now, divisional playoff weekend, widely regarded as the best weekend of the season in the postseason. Uh, and a lot of people think it's the best weekend of the year. The four big games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. The one seeds get into action on Saturday. Houston coming off a tremendous win at Baltimore. Baltimore installed as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. That's 4.30 Saturday, followed in prime time by Green Bay coming off just a sensational performance and a performance by their quarterback that has stamped him as a Absolute star in the making of quarterback. Uh, they're a 10-point favorite over San, San Francisco, a 10-point favorite over Green Bay, and there will be a lot of support for Green Bay and their quarterback. Sunday, it is now Tampa Bay at Detroit. The Lions, who I thought really, really did a lot wrong in the second half, but still made the plays that won the game late. It should not have been as close as it was. It was because I thought they got a little tight, and I guess that was what happens when you don't uh, you know, have any playoff success and you want it so badly. Um, I thought that game could have been an easier game for the Lions than it was, uh, but they win it. Now they get a divisional playoff game at home against Tampa, Detroit a six-point favorite, and then the classic Kansas City, at Buffalo, the Bills, a three-point favorite. Mahomes and Josh Allen meet again. But as I said, Buffalo is very banged up. Now, this is the first road game 
for Mahomes as a playoff quarterback. They have played neutral fields. Obviously, they've won Super Bowls on neutral fields, but they have not played a road game in the playoffs, and now they will in Buffalo next Sunday night, 6.30. It'll be the final game leading up to the championship games the week later, Uh, and obviously the winner will be expected to meet Baltimore, but you know what? Crazy things have happened, although I do think Baltimore will beat Houston. Um, If you ask me Houston against Baltimore or Green Bay against San Francisco, which one do you give a better chance to win the game? I give Green Bay a better chance to win the game of the two. They're both big long shots. Neither one is expected to win the game. They both have dynamic young quarterbacks who are building real resumes for themselves and becoming overnight sensations in the league. This would launch either career to the stratosphere with a win. And you have to respect what they've done, especially the game Love played, which was absolutely flawless against Dallas. Well, Mayfield played a good game tonight. He really did. He's overcome some injuries, ankle, ribs, went out there, threw the ball. And let's be honest, if a couple of those balls are caught in the first half, he would have had a 400-yard, maybe five-touchdown game instead of a 337-yard, three-touchdown game, which was sure pretty good. Big year for Baker Mayfield, big year for Bowles, both much maligned and now going to the divisional playoffs. And obviously... Their futures for both are in Tampa. Tampa wins a division. They win a playoff game. And now they go to Detroit playing with house money against the Lions. And I'll tell you, Mayfield's going to go in there. He's going to fire the ball. And you can throw the ball in Detroit. Detroit deserves to be favored. But you know what? Tampa Bay would not stun anybody by winning that game. And then, of course, the classic, Kansas City which could beat anybody anywhere, anytime. We know that. On their A game against the Bills, they meet again. Allen and Mahomes, the two reigning quarterbacks in the league. Obviously, Mahomes has the titles. Josh does not. But, again, he has had plenty of statistical success in the postseason, and now he looks to take a step into the AFC title game by beating Kansas City. So those are your matchups. Houston at Baltimore gets us started. The second game Saturday, Green Bay at San Francisco. Philly, I mean, uh, Tampa Bay at Detroit. Then Kansas City at Buffalo. The two games. The game Sunday, 3 and 6.30 as they get you ready. 3 and 6.30 this week. 3 and 6.30 on Championship Sunday. That will be the AFC first and the NFC uh, second. And then, of course, Super Sunday from Vegas two weeks later. So they get you ready to get your viewing and your scheduling start to feel like it's more of a road, you know, a regular thing. Three and then 6.30. Get ready with that 6.30, having games at 6.30 the next couple of weeks to get you ready and primed for that Super Bowl uh, on February 11th on CBS from Vegas. So... What you take out of this game today is what the future holds for Mike Tomlin, 
Yes, he had another winning season. Yes, he got his team to the playoffs. And yes, they have faced first-round ouster again, which has become very much commonplace. When he was asked about his contract, he walked out of the press conference. There have been rumblings that he might decide to take a year off and then check the landscape, do some TV, maybe take a year off, maybe then go out and then come back in with another team in a year or two. We'll see if that's what the future holds for Mike Tomlin. We don't know that yet. We'll wait to see. There is discussions along the, you know, a lot, a lot of rumors along that line, but we don't know that that will happen. Uh, you know if Tomlin wants to be back, that he will be back in Pittsburgh. The question is, does he want to finally, which many coaches do, take a year off and just kind of decompose a little bit, settle down, see if he can kind of just change the scenery, change the whole thing, and then be in demand in a couple of years when he wants to come back into the league. Uh, who knows if he wants to do that? He definitely can write that script for himself if he wishes. He can obviously stay in Pittsburgh. He's not an old man. He's been in Pittsburgh a long time. He's had plenty of success. He is going to be 52 years old in March. Uh, he's got plenty of time left to coach. So we'll see what the future holds for him. And then you have Sirianni, who we knew and it was stated by a lot of people. And you know what? The people who mentioned this, and there were people who made this thought before I did. So I didn't originate this thought. It was one that I brought up that I had heard before I even thought of it, and it's true. A lot of people thought, a lot of the ex-coaches thought that they would really miss their coordinators. And you know what? They were very, very right. They seriously missed their coordinators, especially the offensive coordinator. And Sirianni, who, will, who is 42 years old, he's a baby in coaching years, in NFL years, he is a baby, okay? He is a guy who uh, gets paid very well. He would be on the open market, okay, very, very short amount of time. He would be scooped up very quickly, okay? It, this year had to leave a bitter taste for a very proud, very successful legal organization, which usually does not, does not wait around to make decisions. They make decisions quickly. They always have. Does that mean they're going to make a decision quickly on him? No, it doesn't mean that. Okay? Uh, it doesn't mean they have to make a quick decision here. But like I said, Sirianni would have very, very little trouble getting another job. We know that. I'm not saying he's going anywhere. There clearly is going to be changes. There are going to be changes maybe wholesale changes. First of all, he made a change, which was a bad decision. Made a change. Okay. Uh, to Patricia. 
in season, which not only didn't work, it backfired unbelievably. It was a move that was very unpopular, and it was a move that, without question, backfired on him. Now, I find it hard to believe that after three years and the success he's had, that he will, you know, have trouble you know, staying in the, in the job. I, I find, I don't think, I think that would be rash, and I do think it would be something where they will back off before they do that. I understand that they had great expectations when they were 11-1. I understand they completely fell apart. We know that. We know they fell apart, okay? We understand that. They, I mean, they were a team that was thinking, even though this year they were winning a lot of one-score games, they were not the same team they were last year. There were problems. The problems were showing up. We were talking about them, but they were winning. And then came the collapse, and an amazing collapse at that. Absolutely amazing to go from 10-1 and one to 11-6, and six win one game against the easiest schedule in the league late in the season and only needing to beat the Cardinals to lock up the division title and having them 17-3 in their building and having them late with the lead could not stop them at all. That is when I decided I could not back this team again this year. And that's why, even though I did not have a lot of regard for the Bucks. I had to pick the Bucks in this game and believe they were going to win. Because I thought, I thought that the, I, I didn't know Brown was going to be hurt and he was going to miss the game when I first made the pick. But the bottom line is, uh, even with him, it wouldn't have made enough of a difference because they were so bad in the secondary, there was no way for them to compensate for that. Even when they got a pass rush tonight, which they did, it wasn't enough. They could not do anything right. They look at the scores in the secondary tonight. And if you take away a couple of the drops, including the Evans, which was a walk-in touchdown, a ball he never drops. He's a Hall of Fame receiver. He has a flat-out one of the great underrated receivers in this league during his career. He never drops that ball. He dropped it. It happens. All right, he dropped it. But that's a walk-in touchdown. As it was, he threw for 337 and three touchdowns, and he had guys open all night. They couldn't handle a tight end. They couldn't handle a tight end tonight. They gave up big touchdown plays all over the field tonight. They've been doing it game after game after game after game. Their defense was the worst defense in the league in the last five weeks. In the entire, not just of the playoff teams, in the entire league. This is a collapse that only now is overshadowed because we had seen the collapse before this playoff game the collapse out of the division lead, the collapse into a wild card spot, that this Tampa game doesn't come as a shock to a lot of people. As a matter of fact, tonight when I turned the game on, everybody on TV picked Tampa. Which I had to admit was like, oh, no, don't do that, because usually when that happens, they don't win. But that's how overwhelming it was tonight. It was hard to like the Eagles with what you've seen in the last month. 
And the last couple of weeks, it became impossible to like them. They didn't belong in the playoffs. Now the question is, are they going to have new coaches? Yes. Are they going to have new coordinators? Yes. Are they going to have a new head coach? I don't know. But like I said, the way I look at it is if you had Sirianni on the market, he's going to get scooped up in a heartbeat. He might take a year off, but even if he doesn't, he will get scooped up in a heartbeat or there'll be big demand for him. He's 42 years old. He's already been to a Super Bowl. His team has had nothing but success, although this year they did have, I mean, they won 11 games, but they collapsed. Collapsed. They were 10-1. and one. An unbelievable collapse. If you had told me five or six weeks ago that this weekend would happen to the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, I wouldn't have believed it. So Dallas is, what they did this year was stamp what has become their modus operandi, which is play well, win double-digit games, the number 12 jumps out a lot, and then completely unravel in the postseason. Dak is 2-5 and five as a postseason quarterback. McCarthy's been a disaster in the postseason against with the Cowboys. If you're asking me today, is Sirianni back? I would have to say yes, but with a lot of new staff. Is McCarthy back? Looking at Jerry's face yesterday, I don't think so. Now, I don't think it's he's back if they don't get Belichick. I don't believe that. I think he could wind up getting somebody else. Now, the question is, does Jerry and Stephen, put Stephen in this too, because Stephen has a lot to say. Put Stephen in this with him. And do they fixate on anybody? A, do they fixate on Belichick? And B, do they fixate on anybody else? All right. I doubt Nick Saban's going to say, all right, I got two years for the Cowboys. Would Pete Carroll say that? Yes. I don't think they're going to go for Pete Carroll. Is Bill Belichick the answer for them? Does he fit with them? Or is he so far along with Arthur Blank and the, and the Falcons that it's already done? A lot of people who know Belichick well have, have made it pretty clear that they are down the road with the Falcons. The question is, can that be interrupted now? We'll wait and see. But stunning reversals for the Cowboys and the Eagles. And the Dolphins and the Jaguars, if you want the four teams that just utterly collapsed late in the season. Jaguars didn't make the playoffs. Dolphins didn't win the division and then got bombed in Kansas City. Eagles exited the way you knew they would, and the Cowboys were stunned by the Packers. So you're left with this young Houston team, first-year coach, first-year quarterback, going up against the mighty Ravens. Is this their year? Is this their quarterback's year? Is this their year? Green Bay and San Francisco. Love and his 
terrific squad of young receivers and tight ends complemented by Aaron Jones in the backfield and a good offensive line and a defense that showed up yesterday after having a very tough year against a San Francisco team that a lot of people feel if McCaffrey's healthy is the best team in the league. Tampa and Baker Mayfield writing a story and can they interrupt the story that is being written and has been written with the Lions in Detroit? And then those two teams that have been the class of the AFC, the one that has owned the AFC of late, the Kansas City Chiefs, looking for a big road win, looking for another win against Buffalo, looking to break Buffalo's heart again and then try to get to another Super Bowl? Or is it the Bills' time when just a couple of weeks ago they had a 5% chance to get to the playoffs and now they've answered that and they answered in Miami and they answered against Pittsburgh. Now they get to answer against Kansas City. And then there'll be a championship weekend to deal with, most likely with a trip to Baltimore. So there's plenty ahead, plenty to hear about and see what happens. A very interesting week from a coaching standpoint in the NFL as a lot of pieces will be put into next year's puzzle. And then divisional playoff weekend. Just a few days away. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. 